Warning. Broadcast from Undisclosed Holler in the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama. They're not hillbillies, they're just billies from the hills. This is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Welcome back to the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Be sure to like and follow us on social media. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe. This past weekend, Taylor Robinson of Walker County took his best buck ever, and he got it with his bow on his own land that he and his family have been managing for quite a while. His picture on social media has generated, as of this recording, around 4,000 impressions. It's a great buck and a great story, so stick around and listen to Taylor as he takes you on this hunt. As of yesterday, I don't know what it is today, but yesterday um, on, on, on Facebook, you had already over 3,000 likes on that picture on the Alabama Deer Hunters. That's a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of likes, man. <laughs> man, it's crazy. Uh, you know, it just goes to show you when you kill a deer of that much mass and, and one that has that kind of age on it, you know, it, it turns heads because – Believe it or not, I think there's more people out there in the industry this day and time that wants the state of Alabama to, you know, they want to see it prosper. They want mature deer kill. They don't want to just shoot horns for meat. They want to, you know, and uh, people love that. And that's what I love about hunting is people support each other. And, man, we're we're a big family. That's right. That's right. And I think think a lot of it, you know, you you touched on something about uh, the age and all. And the hunter, you know, wanting to prosper here in Alabama, you know, guys, hunting's gotten expensive. And, you know, just like public land, you can go on public land and kill really great bucks. And you know this up there in your neck of the woods. And and uh, so, and guys are now, you know, the state of Alabama forces you to have three bucks anyway. So, you got to be a little picky anyway. Selective. Yeah, be very selective. And so, and now in the state of Alabama, you have a chance to kill a 140, 150-inch buck plus – Yep. Instead of going to Illinois, Kentucky, or you know Kansas, or wherever, or Texas, even you know, so I, I think I think I think the hunters I think the hunters are doing real well managing their deer, and I want everybody to know about you, Taylor. I mean, y'all got something special going on up there at y'all's place. Um, <laughs> if, if you will, let's let's talk a little bit about what y'all got going on. You said y'all own the land that you took this big buck on. Yeah. So just just a quick rundown. It's it's a twenty three hundred acre track. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's actually sitting on the Fett County Walker County line, right there outside of Oakland, about three miles. Right. And uh, it's been in our family for over thirty years. My mom and dad purchased the land before we were born, and it it was it was all grown up. There was no fields, nothing. Um, right. And it's a true testament of my dad. He has uh, turned that place into what it is now, and that is soybean fields and corn. Wow, that's awesome. And me and my brother and my dad on the side, that's what we do um, for, for, for income. That's, that's plant soybeans and corn. And now plantable, you know, there's only about 250 acres there that's actually plantable right. uh, in, the, in the bottom. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, 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 we, we're on a, a strict program. We, we kill one bucket a year between me and my brother. And that's it. So, we so figure out is is that a piece or just one buck 
Between, I mean, you get one. If you kill him, your brother can't kill one. No, we get one buck apiece. Okay, got you. Right. And the reason we do that is, is, and you know, I, I can, I can, I think I can speak for most of everyone listening, but I've killed plenty of three and a half year old deer in my lifetime, more, more than probably I should have. And, and I don't want to get in on the judging and, and the, you know, all of that stuff, because right. if it makes your heart thump and someone's excited to kill the deer, then by all means, you need to kill the deer. Right. And that's what it's all about. But, you know, I struggled for years shooting them young deer and not letting them get the age to where they need to be. Right. And me and my brother both decided, and my dad, say, hey, you know, let's shoot one deer a year. This this is going to help, you know, wean that off. We're going to make sure whatever you kill is the deer you're happy with for the rest of the year. Right. And, man, it's made a huge difference, an absolute huge difference in our uh, in our herd down there. Right. You can, We kind of call it uh, graduating. You know, yep. you graduate from the little ones up to, you know, the big ones. And the thing is, you know, I understand people say you can't eat them horns, but the thing is, it sure does look good sitting there on the wall while you're sitting there eating that tenderloin, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, man, yeah. And, and and I love bragging rights. And, man, and I tell you what, over 3,000 likes on social media is proof positive people like big bucks. I mean, right. and you killed a great buck. And um, I we was talking yesterday a little bit, but – uh uh, you got it. You got a green score on it. What did the green score? Uh, right at 140. 140 inches. Uh, so I right mean, at, right at 140. He he's he's got the mass, and I think that's what everybody liked. It's the mass on this buck. And uh, how did you say you thought he was, or you know he is? So I took him to my taxidermist today, mm-hmm. um, and my taxidermist said he's every bit of six years old. Wow, and that's the kind of buck you want to kill right there. Yep. And, and you know, absolutely, man. And I'm, and I was talking to my Tyler, my brother, my twin brother Tyler, this yep. evening. And I said, man, I'm inter- interested to see what kind of buck or buck show up now that he's out, you know, of the equation. That's right. And they always do. There's always yep. one to fill in his spot. He'll move in. And, mm-hmm. and if he's in that spot, it's a good spot because he's an old deer. He knows that's a good spot. And there's always somebody ready to take over his home. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome right there. So, um, now that you got him, now that you got him, what uh, what are you going to do now the rest of the year? I am going to uh, <laughs> every uh, – so, I, and I've told you this, you know, prior, but I've got an identical twin brother named Tyler. Yep. We're, we're both 30 years old, and, and we hunt. You know, we're, he's my ride or die. Like, I've, he's all I've ever known, you know, ever since we was literally born, and We've been fortunate to be in the woods with each other every step of the way. So we know each other. Uh, we, we've been hunting all of our lives, and we know how each other works. But uh, I'm going to try to film my brother uh, kill, kill a, duck, um, a big buck we call Mercy, Mr. Mercy. Mm-hmm. We uh, didn't get a picture of him last year, and we haven't got a picture of him this year. But our neighbor says that they saw him cross the highway. And this deer, Jamie, I'm telling you, he's got eye guards that are probably ten inches long. Wow! And his he's his time length. I mean, he's he's every bit of six years old, and he is just an absolute monster. So, um, and and I'm I'm still being optimistic about it, but uh, we're after that one specific deer, and and that that's it. Unless something else shows up, we're we're we'll shoot some does. We're we're done for the year. What are you estimating him at, a scoring wise? 
Oh, at least 150, at least. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, so, so I'm hoping in the next few weeks that we got your brother on here telling his story. <laughs> you know what? If he hadn't have been lazy and he'd have went hunting when I went, he would have probably been telling this story and not me. Well, all right. Tell us tell us what happened. Okay. This this one may take a minute, so Go y'all, ahead. y'all got, bear with me. We got plenty. plenty okay. So I'm in Walker County, which is Zone 8. Um, in the state of Alabama, mm-hmm. and season opened up for us last Thursday. Right. And I hunted that. Now, this is this is the stand. This is the stand that I killed my deer in. I hunted that stand Thursday morning, and, you know, had some, some success for some young bucks and some does. Nothing, you know, of course, no shooters. And leading up to this, the day I killed them, um, so my brother went, I had to work. I work in a Toyota store in Jasper, Alabama, Scott from mm-hmm. Toyota. So I worked some crazy hours. But I couldn't go back to hunt them that evening on Thursday. But Friday evening, my brother went, and uh, he said he saw this buck. Or he thinks he saw this buck. Right. Now, Jamie, keep in mind, man, we, we only got one trail cam picture of this deer. And we called him Gramps. Because okay. do you remember the picture I said? you remember, recall the picture I'm talking about? Yep, yep. I mean, he looks like an absolute cow. So, yep. we, I mean, we knew the deer was old. But, uh, <clears throat> so, when my brother went Friday, he called me after he got out of the woods. He said, man, I think I saw Grant. He was like, I'm almost 100% sure it was him. Like, he, he stayed on the edge of the clear cut. He wouldn't ever come out. I saw his horns. I could see his body. But I couldn't just get a good view of this deer. And uh, I said, well, man, you got to go back, you know, Saturday. And I, and I actually went Saturday morning before work. I called my, my co-worker and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm coming in at 11 o'clock Saturday. I'm going to try to go shoot this deer. So me and him doubled up in the same tree, and, and you know, we saw, again, some young bucks and some does. We never saw that certain deer. Um, so here we go, Saturday evening. Keep in mind, Jamie, this stand was hunted morning and evening every single day right? Uh, before the day of the harvest. Um, so people, you know, some people will say, well, you'll burn a spot out. I don't believe that. Not with the proper, you know, um, I don't know what you would call it. We'll get uh, it. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll, we'll get into that stuff here in a minute. <laughs> uh, but Saturday, so my brother goes back Saturday and, uh, he took my friend Trey, Trey mm-hmm. and they double hung. We double hang a lot for safety and because we just like doing that. Right. And same thing. My brother said, man, he got good right at last lot and he steps out but he you know he's at like 60 50 yards and i just cannot for the life of me just get this deer to come any closer i mean he's an old deer he's smart and uh that that was it so sunday you know it was like 80 degrees it was hot i was sweating and and i won't tell the story yet we'll go back to it (laughs) But uh, I called my brother. I was like, hey, man, you know, we, you've seen this buck supposedly two days in a row. You go. And he's like, no, man, it's, it's too hot. I'm, I'm going to give it a, a day's rest. I was like, man, you've got to go. You know, you've got to go. And he's like, man, I'm telling you, it's too hot. So that's when I decided, hey, I'm going Sunday evening. And that's that's leading up to when I killed it. Right. Well, are you still there? 
Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to tell? Do you want me to tell you like everything, or do you want me to? What do you want me to? Yeah, man, don't don't stop. You got you got everybody right on the edge of the seat right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep going now. Don't leave us hanging, man. Don't leave us hanging. You, you, All right. you got it's, like, it's, like, it's like a commercial at TV. Come on, I'm, man. Yeah. All right. We don't we don't want to hear about I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with how it all starts, and 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 walk my walk y'all all the way through it from step one to to when I put my hands around this man. Y'all good with that? Yes, man. Go ahead, bud. From scent control to everything. So right. I'm just making sure. So Sunday evening, I, um, I leave my house. I get to our farm, and it was about two o'clock. And my, on my way down there, I was on my phone with my brother. He was like, "Look, man, it's hot, but you need to smoke up." You're going to have to smoke up on this deer because I had a bad wind. It wasn't perfect for this spot. And he was like, man, you just got to smoke up. And some of y'all are probably wondering, you know, what's he talking about smoking up? And y'all, please, 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 you know, be be a good steward of the land. And please be careful with what I'm about to tell you because it's some serious stuff. So what I do when I call smoking up for scent control is, Anytime when I get out of my truck before I head to the woods or head to my actual stand, I'll get some leaves and I'll get some pine straw and I carry a lighter in my, my safety vest, which is a hunter safety system. But I I start a fire in the middle of the road and, and I make the smoke so thick to where it's just unbearable. I, I rub my hands through my hair with it. I rub my facial hair. I rub my skin. I rub my bow, my release, my phone, because I'm the world's worst without texting when I'm in a tree. Oh, yeah. Everything that could have scent or could attract scent coming out of my truck, you know, I put my boots in it all over it. I turn around circle. I scent up. I smoke up. Right. And uh, I go full Indian mode on them. <laughs> full engine. And uh, <laughs> and then I make sure I, I get a bottle of water, and, and Jamie, I always make sure I pour it out right. make sure we're safe. Of course. of course. That's number one rule. Right. And then uh, I head to the woods. So that's what I did. I, I smoked up. I did my routine, and then I started my journey, and I got in the stand, and the day started out well, man. It got about 3.30, and here comes some does, um, seven does to be exact, and they was eating through. And let let's, let me tell you all how this, this stand set up. So it's an 80-acre plot, and I'm on, the, I'm on the side of an 80-acre complete clear cut it's been clear cutted for about five years okay so it's extremely thick extremely thick and these deer use this as a sanctuary to bed and, and to, to graze to get out of safety and i'm on the line of a hardwood flat and the sanctuary right and where my lock on is it's an old loading zone where they used to load the wood so it's kind of a small circle there but the circle's not grown up it's kind of a you know like like a eighth of an acre greenfield almost but it's not a greenfield it's a hardwood flat that's got mountain oaks white oaks and sawtooth oaks i mean it's just a prime time bow hunter spot because these deer come out of this clear cut and they come in and graze in the, the um, acres but i was sitting in my stand and, and i saw the does started coming jamie and uh surprisingly I was like, man, it's, it's early. It's burning up. Deer are moving pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I texted my brother. I said, man, I'm, I'm already seeing a bunch of does. And about here we go, 445. I had an eight point and a young 10 point come out. And they started grazing and eating. And everything was chipper. And then I had four more bucks come out. And again, Jamie, these, these are one and a half year old bucks. I mean, these are four points and six points and really good, you know, 
smaller middle to mild A points. You know, right. one of those have good genetics, but just they're not shooters. Right. And uh, I sat there, and then they was putting on a show. The does are standing up on their back legs, you know, getting each other. And right. The acorns were hot. It was getting there good. At, you know, and at this point, I, w- I was seeing probably 20 deer, Jamie. I right. mean, they were just crossing back and forth from the clear cut to the acorns back and forth. And it was getting good. And, you know, when the woods get real silent, mm-hmm. you know, you, you always, at a hunter, you have that instinct, like, man, this this is prime time for that buck to show up. Right. And it was getting good. I, you know, I probably still had at least 15 minutes of, of good light. And those deer, I had four well i had five bucks sitting in front of me and all of a sudden they vanished they just i'm talking tails to ran got out of dodge Mm -hmm. and i was thinking to myself what in the world's going on you know did they smell me there's and and when i when i thought to myself did they smell me my first thought was there's no way i smoked up there's no way they smelled me right with me doing the smoke because i never get i never get smelled smoking up and uh, I started hearing something back in the clear cut, you know, coming down the clear cut the, uh, in the Harwood Ridge line. And it sounded like a turkey. And for you turkey hunters that hunt, y'all know a dominant turkey. When it's walking through our Harwood, how loud those steps are and mm-hmm. how loud it's, how careless it is. That's right. And uh, when I started hearing that, I instantly went to my bow and went ahead and put my hand on the release so that I could allow the, uh, the anchor of the bow hanger to hold my pressure on my arms because I knew, Hey, if this is that deer, I'm going to have to be extremely, extremely quiet, extremely still because way he, the way he was angled, Jamie, you know, he wasn't 30 yards from where he was going to come out. Right. But, uh, man, it got closer and, and the noise got louder and louder. And I was like, man, where's this deer out? Because where's he at? Because it's so thick. It's so thick. And finally, finally, I saw a glimpse of horns and he stepped in between the clear cut and a big tree and he looked and he squared me up. He looked straight up at me. And I think till this day, I think he skylined me. Right. <clears throat> you know, cause I'm the older deer. They ain't stupid. No, they're not. And no. uh, he looked at me and when I tell you my heart was beating, I mean, my <laughs> knees were shaking. I was trembling. Yeah. I don't see how in the world that deer didn't hear the stand going off shaking. Cause I was yeah. just, I was on cloud nine. I was like, please God, please just give me one chance with this deer. And he looked, and that little tail flickered. Oh, and he yeah. looked back the other way, and I was like, okay, we're good. It's about to be game on. Mm-hmm. He, he just gave me a good sign. And he, he took two steps forward, and I was telling myself, when he clears this big wide oak, I'm drawing at the same time as soon as he steps. Mm-hmm. So he stepped. I went to full draw. And when he came around the tree, it was almost like he was quartering right to me. And it wasn't a bad shot. It was one of those shots that I felt comfortable because I've been doing it so long that I that I could take and I felt confident taking. Right. And again, Jamie, this deer is 230 pounds. I mean, he, he's a cow. Yeah. I mean, it's bigger than any deer target you've ever shot at. Right. So, man, I put it. He looked at me. I put it right there behind the shoulder, and I let it fly. And when I when I shot, it was a pass through. He he went right back to the same way he came, and and I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, how well he was hit, but all I knew is was he was hit because right. it, it was loud. Right. And I, I stood there in that tree after I shot for probably 30 minutes. Right. And I called my brother and said, hey, dude, I think I just killed Gramps. Or I think 
you know, it's Gramps. I know it's Gramps, but I just, I hope I got a good shot on him. And he was like, man, just, let's just, let's just back out. Let's, you need to go get back down to the bottoms. Let's give him a couple hours and we'll go back and, and revisit and see what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, I got down and man, I was so, I was just, a world of emotions was going through my mind and I was just praying, I was like, please Jesus, let me find this deer. Cause, cause Jamie, I've been hunting my whole life and I've never had the, the chance to pull back on a deer of this magnitude right? of this much mass. And it laid me back, you know, it led me back to all the hard work we put into scouting and, and trail cameras and, and just, you know, you start playing with emotions. What could I have done different? What if I hit a bad shot? You know, right. So I, I go back down and we wait and we wait and we wait and uh, we finally gave him about two and a half hours and, and we came back and it was a pass through. I had a full pass through and, and I was shooting a three blade rage. Okay. And I was going to ask you about initially. that. Yeah. Yeah. I was shooting a three blade rage and uh, where he was initially standing, we had good blood. I mean, it was good. It was, it was red with a little bit of brighter pink mixed in with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told my brother, I said, look, you know, we can go a little ways, but if it's not, you know, good, and you know, we're not liking what we're seeing, let's back out and get a dog. Because, again, I, I, the last thing I want to do, Jack, was jump this deer like this. Right. And, uh, man, we started going back into clear cut where he came from, and we took, we went 10 yards, and it, it looked like a five-gallon bucket. He got worse and worse and worse, and my brother finally shined his light. He was like, man, there he is. I mean, he was piled up <laughs> 40 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you, me and my brother tackled each other, it was like the old days when we used to fist fight when we was younger. Yeah. Me and him was rolling around with, man, it was, man, I had tears coming from my eyes because it was just, man, it was just so awesome. And yeah. it was just everything to, to harvest a butt like that, especially on our own farm. And it was just, I, I, I was speechless. I can't put in the words. Man, it's a great bug. It's a great story, man. I'll tell you what, you, you had me. It's like I was there. Oh, this yeah. is the story, man. I was I was there, sit standing and stand with you. Felt like <laughs> that was good, man. Uh, is this the biggest buck you've killed on your farm? Yes, this this is the biggest buck by far I've, I've ever killed right. uh, on our farm. Mm-hmm. How long have y'all been? Uh, how long have y'all been doing the one buck between you and your brother management? Uh, three years. Three. Well, that's good. Three years, man. And, and and again, it's crazy. It's it's. And I would encourage anybody out there listening, you know, everyone's going to think different. They may say, man, that's, that's crazy for that much property, but it really, it's, it's really for, for your own, for your own good. You know, it's really, Hey, you know, make sure you're shooting what you need to shoot to, to better off the next generation. You know, it really opened my eyes. I've got a two year old son named Trip, mm-hmm. and I've got another one on the way. My wife's halfway through the pregnancy and, and another son in, in March. And I'm like, you know, if we're not going to, manage this and shoot the deer that we need to we're not going to have the quality of deer for when they get older that's right and uh, it really changed my outlook especially when i started having kids right that's right well what about the does you know when you when you look at your ratio what are you doing about the doe population on it so man this is a, this is a pretty cool thing and and I, I i think some of these hunting club guys that send hunt clubs they might be interested in doing this so every year Let's, let's back up again, Jamie, All so right. I get ahead of myself on this stuff. All right. So we're big on shooting does early and not shooting does late. And the reason we do that is because we don't want to shoot a doe that's pregnant. Exactly. And, 
having the potential of shooting a buck or twins or another buck. Right. So we try to shoot our, our uh, all of our deer before December, which is, you know, still, it's real early. But what we do is we, we get all of our members. We have four other members mm-hmm. that we let come in on our club, okay? Right. Uh, we call it a club, and it's family-owned. Right. And we have our, 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 our close friends and uh, our instant family, and we have a, a big doe contest. And we have 22 shooting houses, so we have 22 green fields on our, on our property. And we try to fill 22 people. So it'd be me, my wife, my brother, his wife, my mom, my dad, you know, just to give you an idea. And we do a $100 entry. And we say, hey, for fun, this is going to be our dough management for the year. Whoever kills the biggest dough, you get the pot. And so, yeah, yeah, man, it's awesome. And and we grill out and we'll all come together on the, it's always on a Sunday evening. So, We'll, we'll put the pot in and we'll, we'll draw for stands and pay our money up. And we do our dough management in one day before rut starts. And we have the bragging rights for the following year. And usually it's a pretty decent pot. But, man, it's a blast. I would encourage y'all to, if, if you've got a club or if you've got, you know, a, a big family and you've got enough property to do that, you know, whether it's $50. Right. You know, or you don't have to do anything. You could do just bragging rights. But, it, it it takes the level of fun to a whole nother level, especially when you you beat someone by a pound or a half a pound, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We got so. we got a club and we got about the same amount of eight, uh much property as y'all have and we only got eight members on our club. I believe that's what it is, eight, something like that. And uh we you pretty much about what y'all are doing. We don't shoot we don't shoot any after Christmas or yeah, fifteenth of December. Fifteenth December, that's right. That's when we don't shoot does anymore. And up to that point, you know, because I mean, really, you're killing two when yeah. you shoot one after that. That's right. So we don't. That's true. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't kill. And anyone. it all depends on your area and like what when your bucks rut and stuff like that too. So. That's right. But ours are around Christmas, so we don't want to shoot them before then, you know. But I think that's a good idea. I think we ought to start doing the biggest doe. Do a biggest doe during bow season. Yeah. Or biggest oh, doe on the weekend or whichever, you know. That's pretty awesome. Oh, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all have an absolute blast doing it. Like, get get everybody together, get your friends, get your close friends together, and say, hey, you know, here's $50, let's, let's, let's see who kills the biggest doe, and you have the bragging rights for a whole year. And it's 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 a blast. It's an absolute blast, man. And we, we try to kill, and that's what I was going to say, we usually try to kill 15 a year off, off, off our property. Well, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. And, and, and our doe, our I think we got more doe. Like, honestly, we always see more bucks than we do does going with what do you, 15 a year. What do you think your ratio is, buck-to-doe ratio on your on your land? I'm going to say two to one. Two bucks to one doe? Two bucks to one doe. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. I always see more bucks when I when I hunt. Anytime, it doesn't matter what day I hunt, we're always going to see more bucks. Yeah, that's good, man. That's how you manage property. Really? And People I mean, who want to manage property, that's how you do it. Yeah, and I mean, really, yeah. the big ones are going to run the small ones off anyways when the breeding season comes. Yeah. So it doesn't right. hurt to and have more bucks than it does does. Yeah, and and, our, and we, see, we're surrounded by a bunch of dog hunters, too. And You know, I don't have a problem with dog hunting, but, you know, majority of your dog hunters tend to, to shoot a lot of deer. Yeah. And uh, I, I believe, you know, I believe that's why it kind of helps our property. They come to our place for a sanctuary yeah, to get right. away from it all. Right. Well, they're getting, a, I mean, I mean, when it comes to steel hunting, dogs hunt, dog hunters put a lot of pressure on deer compared to what the kind of pressure that steel hunters put on. So, and all that does is drive them, like you said, drive them to your sanctuary. 
Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they get, if there's a place where they can go without being pressured, that's where they're gonna go. Pressure pushes deer every time. Yeah, it affects them, mm-hmm. and it, you know, pressure affects the rack sizes too. You know. Yep. It'll it'll affect the rack. Yeah, just the stress factor. Yep. You know. Sure will. I mean, that's yeah. a proven thing. Like the less stressful a deer is, the bigger his rack gets. Yeah. The more inches it grows. You know. So so back to the hunt. So when you and your brother got through whooping each other out uh, there in the middle of the woods. <laughs> hey, hey, who won that fight, yeah. by the way? <laughs> Man, we, I'm telling you, we, we were both – we had tears coming off our face because we, we, we're the most selfless guys you'll ever meet. You know, we're all about, you know, we'd rather – we're the type of guys – I'd rather someone else shoot a deer than me because that's what it's all about. I love paying it forward. And it, right. After, after we we recovered it, and I knew it was that that deer. I think we was actually in shock because the trail cam picture I got of this deer, it it was comical. It didn't even do it justice, and I could not believe the amount of mass this deer had. You know, I, I usually, like the deer's that I like the deer that are bigger in your hands than they are on camera. Yeah, fact. Usually, yeah. naturally, your deers have heavier mass down low, and then it gets skinnier as it goes to the on your main beams to the end, to the tip. This deer started off small, and as he went out, it got thicker and thicker and thicker, almost like a palmation or a palmated deer. That's wild. Yeah, man, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Did, I know you measured him and all. What was the uh, largest circumference you had on his antlers? Six inches. Golly. Dang. Yeah, six inches. That's bigger, right that's six bigger around than your hand can touch, finger to tip to tip. Yep. No, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it, it was yeah. – <laughs> And honestly, you know, I've never gotten into like really sizing my deer and or or, or measuring them, you know, right. scoring them. Right. Because I I shoot deer off age, and I didn't realize how much mass adds to scoring your deer. Like, oh, yeah, usually about thirty it, points. Usually. Yeah, it made a huge difference. Mm. I could never imagine how much difference it made because of the mass this deer had. How many mass was, measurements you had? What was it? Eight pointer. Yeah, it was three. Right. Yeah, it was three on each side. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So if you had, let's say, you had an average of six inches on on three sides, that's, six, that's thirty-six inches, right? That's what I was, that's what I was saying about thirty points. Thirty, 30 points. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. thirty-six inches. That's Man, awesome. I'm telling y'all, I'm, if you're if you're if y'all are wondering, I'm still on cloud nine. Yeah, oh, I bet I can tell. Crap, yeah. Hey, I am too, man. I, I am too for you. I really am, man. I've, I've been telling everybody about the book. I've been telling everybody, you know, we're going to talk to you tonight. So everybody's they're anxious to hear hear the story. Um, that, that big body deer right there, uh, so how, was, how long did it take you to drag him out? Did you have a long drag? Man, I was so excited. Me and my brother grabbed them horns on each side and we was out of there. Well, y'all ain't, you're not a small guy. I mean, and you've got a twin <laughs> brother. Y'all are not small guys. So <laughs> yeah, we're both, we're both six, three, 220 pounds. Man. Yeah. We, we got out of there quick. Yeah. And, uh, especially I, excited. Know, yeah. My I debated on, on what picture to post. You know, I'm always the type of guy. First, I, I thank God for the harvest. Like, I'm, I'm so humble when it comes to that. And Got I'm to. big on showing the deer and showing everybody, you know, how true this buck is and, and how majestic they are in, in, in my harvest pictures. And I chose not to do a straightforward one. And the reason I picked the one is because during that picture, the time my brother took that picture, I was just sitting there holding him thinking, man – this is my buck of a lifetime right here. I, I'm getting a hold of this buck of a lifetime. And I was just like so humble. And I just had so many emotions running through my mind. And 
And that's why the, the, the picture's a little different. That's why I wasn't smiling. Usually I'm smiling like a possum in all my, my harvest pictures. But this, <laughs> this one was different. And that's why it was different is because the, the amount of emotions just rolling through my mind was just, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. I can, I can imagine, man. Uh, how long did you ride him around showing everybody? <laughs> did you put him on so, the hood of your truck? So that night, that night, I, we have a walk-in cooler at our farm. And that night, you know, it was late. It was like 1 o'clock. Um, that night, I didn't, me and my brother sit there and my dad, and we all did our thing. And, of course, did what any other do, gut them and, and all that stuff. And right. we, I didn't show them anybody that night. We put them up. And, and then I had everybody come and the next day come and look at him. I said, look. He's going to the taxi service in two days. If you want to come look at this deer, you better come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you had a lot of people come look at him, though, didn't you? Oh, man, yeah. Just and to I put their hands people. on his antlers. Yeah, and that's what I encouraged you to do. I was like, look, guys, if we could get all on the same page and, and shoot age and, and shoot the right deer, this is what we could look forward to in, in Walker County and surrounding areas, and, and even for the state. That's right. Um, it's age. It that's what it gets so it. worth it. Yeah, that that's the that's the magic, that's the magic touch to a, a 140, 150 inch deer is age. Age, you get yeah. the age on a deer, and you're gonna get a a deer like this right here. Yep, you can grow a 140 or 150 inch buck on briars. You just yeah. gotta get him old enough. Look at that buck Brock Creel killed. You remember that big and that monster he killed in North Alabama, 180 something inches. Oh, it Lord. was seven seven years old. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? Seven years old. I think it was seven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if y'all look, if y'all uh, listen back on our podcast, we did one with Brock last yeah. year, and it was huge, absolute monster. But it's all about age. It's all age. Everyone we talked to, Taylor, everyone that kills a buck like like you killed, that's it. I ask them all, what, how old you know do you think the deer was, and they always say, you know, it was six, seven, eight. We've had, a, I think we talked one guy had eight year old. So yeah. I mean, it's. Man, it's it's always the age. It boils down to age every yeah. time. You get that age on them, you're gonna get you're gonna get a wall hanger. If you want if you want to kill a huge buck, you gotta let him get old enough. Yeah. You can't shoot the two and three year olds. I mean, you only get three statewide anyway, so you might as well be a little bit choosy and you know give them a chance. Oh, yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's like y'all yeah. do. Y'all y'all aren't starving for deer meat on y'all's place. Y'all kill fifteen does a year. I mean, you get plenty of meat off of does. I mean, oh, the state of Alabama lets you kill it one a day, all season. So, yeah. I mean, you know, shoot your does for your meat. And once you get your freezer full, you know, hunt that big buck. That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 100% right, man. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like we was talking about today, Landon. Uh, you know, in our club, you know, we have a we have a pretty good fee because, you know, we only have, we only have uh, you know, eight, nine members or something like that. I can't remember what we got. But anyway, um we told them, said, look, man, you could either, we can either get more members and kill two and three-year-olds all year long, or we can pay this, this much money, have less members, and kill that caliber of a buck. Right. And so everybody got on the page and, you know, years ago and said, you know, we want to kill big bucks. Let's just chop our membership down and, you know, let's, let's try to kill mature bucks. So. You know that's what that's what we're trying to do now, and it's working out great. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean we still have a you know a six pointer better rule on our club, but at the same time, I mean we'll have four year old bucks that are six points that are nice ones. You know, yeah, we got one right now. I guarantee he's he may be he may be five. Yeah, this is a six pointer. Six point. I mean he he's outside his ears, real mass, real good mass, and 
thick all the way out to the tips, long uh, G2s. I mean, a really great buck. So, you know, you think it, that'll you think that'll all he'll ever be, Jamie? I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, who who knows? And, right. and the thing is, if one of our members kills him, it's nothing. Nobody, nobody's gonna say anything, you know, because I mean, right. he is a, he is a you know five year old deer. That's what we're thinking he is, you know, by the his pictures and all. So you know, if, if one of our members kills him, no one's gonna be angry, you know. Mm. So you know, because he's got I, good I, mass, and I mean, he's got he's he's tall. You know, I mean, he looks like a, I mean, he's a really good buck, you know. Yeah. And I, I showed you a picture of, you know, a good buck last night, Taylor. And, you know, we got we got thing we got bucks like that that are growing and, you know, going to make it. And we got a couple of them that's we, we watched on camera, you know, for four or five years that are, you know, pushing six years old now. So and, and that's what we want. We want to get those older deer. Right. Yeah. So. Yes. That's what everybody needs to be. Thinking and the thing. About. Yeah. And the thing is. If if we don't kill them, if, you know, if we don't kill them, there's a good chance that son of a gun's gonna make it because there is no pressure on our club. Zero. And I'm, it's not completely zero, but it's almost zero. Yeah. And uh, right. And the thing is, they're not going anywhere. And if they do venture off, oh well, somebody. It's like my granddad said, it's not your deer until you put your hands on it. Yeah. So That's exactly right. If he goes to the club next to us and they kill him, you know, it was meant for that guy to kill that buck. You know, he benefited from us. But at the same time, is if that guy don't get him. And he lives another year. He's going to be seven years old, or yep. you know, whatever the next year is for and, him. And the older they get, the the more wise they yeah. get. You know, yeah. And they, they and get a lot. They get they, they get a lot more wily, I guess you could say. And, yeah. And you know, if you're a good hunter, and if you're a good hunter, you can get in there and it's like Taylor did. You know, figure him out. You know, understand what he's doing and get in there just right. And you know, if the good Lord wants you to have him, you'll put your hands around him. You'll get him. Smoke up. I'm telling smoking. you, Jamie. All right. I'm, I'm never tried. I've never tried the smoking up technique. I, I hadn't either. I, we was talking about it last night. And um, tell us a little bit how you figured out how to how to do this. Why did you start, you know, using smoke as a cover scent? Okay. So before, I, or right out of college, I, I was a freelance videographer, and I and I filmed for a lot of higher people that's in the outdoor industry that 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 people look up to and. And one specific one that I filmed for one weekend in, in San Angelo, Texas, was Jesse Moorhead. And Jesse Moorhead, he's killed over three deer, that three booners over 200. And uh, when I was filming them, the first weekend I want to introduce him. And if you don't know Jesse Moorhead, he's, he's one of the most godly men you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, his personality, his laugh's contagious. He's just a super good dude, and I love him to death. And, right. and if, if Jesse's ever listened to this, Jesse, I love you, and, and I appreciate everything, man. Um, but awesome. we, we, we got to our spot, and, and, and of course, this is where I learned it from, but we, 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 do, we, we smoked up. We, we, we got some leaves, and he, he got some pine straw, and, and he put it in a, a fire pit, and mm-hmm. he said, hey, come over here. We got to smoke up. I said, what are you talking about? smoke up what are you talking about like, i was confused right right <laughs> i'm the type of guy here where's where's my my spray where's right my I mean, way? where's yeah. where's my yeah where, where's all this stuff at and uh, he's like here i got a lot of the smoke up so we sit there for a good five minutes dousing our gloves and our safety vet everything in, in the smoke and the, the behind everything and the reason Jesse or none, none of these guys can say anything is because they got sponsors. The last thing you want is someone catching the woods on fire and then them blaming these people for it. Right. You know, and 
that's why I say be extremely careful when you do it. But if you're a bow hunter and you're you want to kill a deer and it's iffy, you got to smoke up. Right. You hmm. got to. That's ozonic stuff. Yeah, cool. It's expensive, but there is nothing better than thick smoke to cover your body, and you'll never cover it completely because deer is gonna. We're meat eaters, you know. They're right. gonna smell it regardless. Right. But cover it with smoke and just do it for yourself. And I'll make a believer out of you. Go one day on a downwind stand. You're gonna have deer coming up downwind from you, not paying you a lick of attention. Because if you're like us and you do control burns every so often, or if you're around people that light leaves on fire or have, you know, bonfires, these deer, these mature bucks that's, that's old, they, they've smelled plenty of smoke. Right. And they don't think anything about it. It just, they, they, they go on with themselves. Right. So the way I look at it, hey, Indians used to do it. I'm sure, I'm that's sure right. Indians used to smell like smoke. That's right. And you know how... You know how good killers Indians were. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure them jokers uh, stunk too. They didn't have any dead down wind. Exactly. You know? No, and they exactly. sat around. You know, and they sat in their teepees. And you know, like especially during hunting. Well, our hunting season, their hunting season was all year long. But they'd sit in the cold season inside their teepees with Fires. fire, and it'd smoke up the whole teepee. You know, the smell of smoke would be in there. Mm-hmm. So, and then they'd go out hunting. So you know, they smell. You're right, man. They, they smell just like it. And <laughs> y'all, I'm telling y'all, you got to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it. I promise you, Taylor, I'm going to try it. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, look at this monster. This is an old buck that he just killed. I mean, this monarch. And now, you know, uh, you, who'd you say it was You that showed you this? I can't remember. Moorhead. Jesse Moorhead. Jesse Moorhead. With, uh, yeah. with a staying safe with Jesse and Ginger. And, and he was with Muzzy back to the bone. Right. So and he's killed over he's killed three two over two hundred inch bucks. He's killed using three this. booners. Right. Correct. Yep. So I mean, I mean, it just seems it seems logical to me. Proofs in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, you can't well, argue I'm with it. You, you can't know, argue with and, results. And I, when I when I tell friends about it, I thought more people knew. Like I thought this was like a normal thing to do. Like, at this point, <laughs> at this point in twenty twenty, with the amount of social media we have and the amount of access we have in our hands from our phones i figure nobody does send away or nobody does anything anymore but smoke up like y'all it's 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 crazy like used to i remember when i was younger i would do sent away and and just put the uh sent away bags put my clothes in the bags and and be real good wash my clothes in sent away shampoo and, and do everything i thought i needed to do to be a good hunter and i would get blowed at every time i went to the woods every single time right you would have that old doe blowing at you a hundred times and i was like man and ever since i started smoking up no nothing there since you've smoked up have you ever had anything blow at you no uh uh-uh, no nothing no it's like you're invisible you're it's like you're invisible it's it's crazy but i'm telling you you've got to smoke up everything your phone your gloves your release your bow your everything and you don't want to do it until after you get out of your like when you get to your spot Stop way back, you know, stop way back and get you a good safe spot and do it right. out, out, you know, don't get in your truck, you know, cause you've got, you probably had clone in there before or one of them classic black ice, right. <laughs> black ice trees. Air fresheners. Yeah. <laughs> so do it outside, do it in outdoors. Make sure you bring a bottle of water with you. Make sure you safely, you know, Extinguish take it. the fire away. How, lo- sure how long do you stay in the smoke when you're smoking How long up? do you want to? 
as long as you want to until you get home and your wife's like my god you stink go take a shower (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right you know i I read i read one time this biologist i can't remember it was that may have been no uh dr causey he used to be the biologist in auburn but um no, it was Ditchkoff. He's the biologist there. That's what it was. And uh, I was reading, I was reading an article one time about he had written in a magazine, or was talking about in a magazine, and it said a deer, a white-tailed deer, can smell seven different smells at one time. So, wow, so if you are covered in smoke, well, guess what? You've you've eliminated a bunch of smell except that one, like you said, he's he's familiar with. So, and everything else is just. Whatever else he smells. So basically, it's a cover up. I mean, yeah. you're just covering everything with smoke. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, like if you walk into a, if you walk into the woods after they control burn, I mean, everything smells like a, you know, a ashtray of yeah. pine straw and leaves. You know, that's right. I mean, that it's a putrid smell. You know. I mean, y'all, you got to keep It's not gonna. It's not gonna completely, you know, take your smell away or your scent. I mean, it's gonna kill some of the bacteria by covering it up with smoke. But again. You know, you're going to have to use common sense at some point and say, hey, you know, if you've got a, a straight, complete straight down wind and you're trying to hunt a monster buck, chances are, should you go hunt that spot? Probably not. Right. You know? Right. Gotcha. Uh, if you've got an iffy wind, you know, yeah, go for it. Go smoke up. Go yeah. kill it. I mean, that's from my personal experience. Okay. Right. You know, so, you know, just all I say is test the waters. Go do it yourself. And, and you can call me and say, hey, Taylor, it worked. I had a doe come down wind, and she looked up. She or just she just kept on going. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I promise you I'm going to try it. Oh, yeah. What do you got to lose? I mean, I guess a big bug. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, it might you might capitalize, you know. So I'm going to try it. You know, I, I, I'll try anything once. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't go – I don't – I do not hunt without smoking up. And if, and if it's raining – I always have a little uh, garbage bag full of leaves in my garage I take with me. I'm always going to smoke up, period. Right. I mean, I'm that much of a believer. It's, it's, it's been that successful for me. I've seen that many deer, you know. I mean, you have 20, 30 deer around you within 15, 20 yards, and it's blowing down wind. You're doing something. Something's working. Yeah. You know, and that's my testament to smoking up. I'm telling you guys, you got to do it. Just try it for yourself. I know. I know one thing. Scent control is the main nemesis in deer hunting. I yeah. do know that. Yeah, you, you're not going to beat his nose, Mm-mm. like like Taylor said. You know, if it's if it's beaming right into him, probably are not try it. But if it's mm-hmm. a light and variable, yeah, you know, especially this time of year, you know, every, wind comes from the south, east, the north. I mean, it comes everywhere in Alabama, and it, it especially bow hunting. I mean, man, the deer are right on you usually. you got to get them right on I you, mean, too, to sh- get a yeah. shot. So, you know, it, man, it just makes sense, Taylor. I'm going to try it. I promise you I'm going to try it. Man, I'm telling you all, you got to do it. And I've already said but everybody listening, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor and, and smoke up. But do, but do it in a safe way and be extremely safe. Right. We'll yeah, try it. Don't burn the woods down. Yeah. <laughs> no gas. This ain't kerosene. California. This yeah, ain't no, California. No kerosene or diesel fuel. Yeah. <laughs> no, just leaves, leaves and pine straw. Leaves That's and it. pine straw. Hey, you know those things? We got one at the hunt club, man. And uh, they, you put your charcoal in. It's that little fast lighter. You know, what do yeah. they call those? Uh, yeah, yeah. You put your charcoal in it to make your charcoal turn white faster. Yeah, it, it, it's like a little can. Yeah. But that'd be perfect for that. Just put you some leaves and pine straw in it and just light it and let it just sit there and smoke. Because it get oxygen from the bottom, yeah. And so it just sit there, and you can just, have to just let it sit there and smoke, 
and then it's all contained. You just pour your water over that. That'd be perfect for that. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. Yeah. It'd work good. Well, Taylor, man, we really appreciate you coming on, telling your story. Man, it was a great story, and I'm sure everybody enjoyed it. And, uh, man, if, if your brother gets that other buck, you got to text me and let me know because we're going to have him on, let him tell that story. Yeah, hey, we want to see those pictures when he comes back from the taxidermist. Yeah, Definitely. man, heck yeah. No, for sure. If, if my brother kills a deer we're after, then the whole state of Alabama is going to know about this book. I promise you. That's awesome, man. I can't wait. I hope he gets it. Yeah, me too. And tell him we're hoping he's gets, he gets it too, man. Yeah, man, I yeah. will. And before, before y'all get off, I, I wanted to personally just say, hey, guys, thank y'all, you know, both for taking the time out of your day. I know y'all are both, you know, got a busy life. But, you know, as hunters, we do appreciate what you guys are doing, you know, bringing the outdoor community, bringing everybody together. That's what it's all about. And I can't thank you guys enough. For doing that for us so i do appreciate it it's our pleasure man. man it's our pleasure and we we really appreciate you spending time with us too well man guys god bless y'all i hope y'all have a good rest of the season and you stay safe and uh you harvest a good one all right thanks a lot taylor we'll talk to you later i'm sure we will right. see you